Welcome to the Three Hokages Podcast. We're your hosts, Kay, Kareem, and Hanif. And to celebrate the last weekend of 2020, which has been a horrible year for many, if not all, uh, we're going to give a list of the best and worst moments of 2020 in terms of gaming, movies, anime, uh, and probably comic books as well. Uh, so strap in and let us know what you think. All right. Who wants to go first? Kareem, because he's a new father. No, you go. should go first because this is this is one you picked out. I did a lot of talking on the last one. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. The, he did the cyber Because <laughs> he's the only one that played the damn game. That doesn't count. Fine, <laughs> fine, fine. Let's start with welcome to the end of the year. We're doing our top choices, so we're gonna start with A for anime. <laughs> wow, that's, we're gonna start with A for. <laughs> we are because I'm okay. all about simplicity. Okay, that's so you go ahead. So my top three anime for this year, I actually have three. Um, mm. My Life as a Villainous, B&A, and Japan Sinks. Mm. These are your yeah. top favorites. These are my top favorite anime for the okay. for the year 2020. Now, why did you have Japan Sinks as your as one of the it's, top? It's a miserable experience. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your reason why it's your top? Anime because to Pete, it's it it so feels like the perfect thing to describe this year. Mm-hmm. It's like yep, like this is my this is my one anime that feels like this is like this makes me think twenty twenty. Like I will always remember this anime because and I'll always be like yep, that was twenty twenty. That's what this year is. Okay, that's 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 a fair that's a fair. Point. I mean, um, that's not the one I got my most enjoyment out of, but that's in my I list. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, honestly, the one, the, the most enjoyment I got out of it was like my life as a villainess because that crap was hilarious. Like, the girl gets reincarnated, like, she dies in her normal life. She gets hit by, I think, a bus, and then she wakes up as a child in another game, and like, she has no memory for past life. And then she gets hurt when she's like a snotty eight-year-old and realizes, holy crap, this is the video game I used to play. And (laughs) I'm now the bad guy. So she turns her life around and becomes like the good guy who like, it's like a, it's a harem anime. And she like collects an entire harem of people around her, not even trying. (laughs) It is so stupid. It is like the best. That was like, that was the one thing that I was like, I'm watching every week as it comes out. I just needed to watch it. Like that is that's my I'm retreating into a fantasy world and I'm happy. That is my happy anime for the year. And I would suggest people watch it. Okay. And which which uh, services is on available for so people can check it out? Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. So it's probably also on VRV if you have that as well. Probably. Is it probably? <laughs> We're not going to endorse uh, finding it on the high seas of the internet on the, the dark yes, web. <laughs> Find it where you get it. Find it where you get it. Support them however you can support them. Exactly. Uh, okay, Kareem, what's your uh, your list of animes? Um, my list of anime, I, I had a, a number um, from 2019 that I watched this year, but I won't, so I won't list any of those even though I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying them. Um, so for this year, I would say um, God of High School is one, um, even though it's, it's a bit dramatic with the action sequences um, and it, it pretty much flipped the entire story on its head from the way it started to, you know, basically everything is now a global catastrophe. 
Um, it's just a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Weathering with You is a, is a movie. Um, it's something that you can just sit back and, and just enjoy. Um, you know, it's, it's similar to, uh, I can't think of that anime now um, that came out a couple of years ago um, where uh, you're going to have to add the name of it later, but where the, um, the boy and the girl, they existed in different time frames. Um, Kimi no na. What is it called? Kimi no na. Yeah. Um, so it has that same um, atmosphere mm-hmm. um, in terms of the, the story um, and, and the two characters as they grow and they come to understand each other in the world they live in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the last one is, um, it's, it's an interesting choice uh, based off of all the action anime that I watch. Um, but again, some of those are from prior years. Like I could list Fire Force. Um, how I'm watching that now. I, yeah, I can list, you know, uh, My Hero Academia, like how I'm watching that now. Um, but I'm going to pick um, Agresco. Um, this is a, a series on Netflix that's basically about um, a red panda who works as an accountant um, in an office. Uh, but she has this, this inner voice um, that is basically the exact opposite of how she is on the outside. Um, so it's just pretty fun to watch. Um, it's fun to see her going through her journey and it's something that, um, you know, my wife, she got me hooked to it. Um, so we watch it together and it's just, it's a nice relief based off of everything that's been going on this year. It is something to sit back and just, just enjoy. So those are my, um, my top three for this year. Okay. I haven't heard of, uh, that, the last one with the red pen until we just started recording. So I'll have to check that one out. Um, my list was a little bit close to yours. I did have got a high school on there. Uh, I started watching that, I guess, middle of the pandemic, uh, which I actually enjoyed the, um, the fight scenes and just seeing the different martial arts forms. Uh, and plus the OP is pretty awesome. Uh, Fire Force, which I forgot how I was introduced to it. I think my brother told me about it or something. Um, so I started watching that on, on VRV, uh, and I actually enjoyed it. I think it's just something different. And, as far as, uh, even though it's, a, I guess, a traditional shonen, but the topic, as far as with the li- religious components of them and believing in this, you know, the, the, well, the uh, white clad, believing in the, you know, the cleansing of the fire and stuff like that, adding that element to a, um, a shonen was pretty cool. Uh, Akadama Drive is probably the third uh, favorite of this year, which I didn't actually expect it to be this good. Um, I just thought it's on Hulu. Uh, which Hulu doesn't really have a lot of great animes on there. Like you got to kind of search for something uh, as far as a, uh, I guess, exclusive to Hulu um, uh, anime. There's obviously, you know, Hunter x Hunter and other things like that on um, Hulu. But as far as a Hulu exclusive, uh, Akadama Drive is actually pretty cool. Um, I would suggest you check it out. I think it's up to episode, probably episode 11 by now. Um, it's, it's basically it's, uh, a subbed anime, which is, is, is fine. I think you should check it out. Uh, I think my honorable mentions was um, Castlevania uh, season two. But I guess we can discuss that, uh, I guess, so far other honorable mentions and things like that. Okay. So what are your worst animes, uh, Kay? There's only one. What, what, what is your one worst anime of 2020? <laughs> Beastars, because that shit was trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Okay. Let me explain. It's not that it's horrible. It's just that it's boring, and it's I, I like I had to struggle to watch to watch it. Like it just was, I didn't care. It 
I know this. A lot of people really like this anime. I get it. I understand. I'm not one of them. It was just, I felt drained trying to watch it. Like I just could not. There was just nothing that made me think, "Oh, let me keep watching this." I didn't care. I think I don't even think I finished it. I feel like, no, I I know I did. I finished it enough because I remember I was like, "Nope, I feel accomplished that I did it," but I didn't care because then BNA came out and I was like, "This is what B Stars was trying to be like." a good story but it's not so yeah what about you Anit Kareem <laughs> um <laughs> I wouldn't put oh Beastars on there I actually thought it was it was interesting um it was very different obviously <laughs> um but for, for in terms of worse anime um it, it's actually I have one that I actually enjoy um and I'm looking forward to the to upcoming season so it may be unusual that I have it on my worst anime for this year. Um, and that's actually Castlevania. Uh, and it's only because they had storylines that took forever to develop. Um, and I feel like this entire season was almost filler, um, at least with Alan Card. Um, and it, like, if you take out his storyline, then I think it was an excellent season. But the fact that I had to sit there and go through his entire storyline when it was so obvious from the beginning what was going to happen, um, it's just one that I think it, it just it kind of wasted a season. Um, so just just so just Castlevania. You don't have anything else that that you would rank as your your worst? Um, only because I, I finished that. There's other ones that I I started but I didn't get through. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those would technically fall as worse. Um, Japan sinks. Um, I started it, but I just I didn't have the capacity to get through it. It was just like, okay, there's a lot going on. I don't want to, you know, watch a show that's only going to make me like feel worse than what <laughs> the reality is showing you for the year. Um, so that's one that I, I I started initially, but I didn't actually get through. Um, but yeah, um, considering the anime that I watch, um, that's the only one that I can say I had high hopes for. And I was actually disappointed. And others I may watch, but I didn't have much hope that they would be good. So I wouldn't add those as far as my words because I didn't actually finish it. Gotcha. All right. Um, I put Japan Sinks as worst anime of 2020 only because it's depressing. Like the reason why you like it, Kay, is why I didn't like it. Like it, it was too close to reality for me as far as just like, okay, we're all, you know, bottled up at home with the, with the pandemic, you know, it's, uh, with, uh, for the unforeseeable future. And here I am uh, trying to get some escapism by watching a move, a show about Japan sinks. I thought it was just going to be like a little earthquake, you know, movie. And, but as every episode, you see this family getting picked off one by one by all kind of natural causes and, and things. It's a depressing uh, anime. And I was like, you know, I can't really do, I can't, I can't make this a, a favorite of mine, but I guess for what it, it's trying to do, I would mark it as a favorite, but I, I listed it as, as a worst anime only because it's really depressing. Um, I also added Blood of Zeus. I know we did a review and we actually uh, all liked it. Well, Cream uh, and I had saw it, but I don't know. Uh, Kay, you saw it also, but I, I liked I it. Ended up, yeah, I ended up watching it after you guys, after the review, and I kind of liked it though. I mean, I, I liked it, but it t- for me, as, as I look back on it, it took a long time to develop uh, the entire plot to get to where uh, where it eventually ended in this first season. More than likely, it's going to have a second season the way it ended. 
it took for me it took too long it should that should, it should have been um done much quicker than that and i think because it's on netflix they tried to ramp up the the disembowelment and gore and stuff when it, to me it wasn't necessary it was like okay it just it, it doesn't need to be that way um so that's why i would probably mark it as uh one of my worst that i viewed um uh for 2020 i'm, I'm sure there's plenty of others out there for those who listen to i probably saw some animes that are trash and you want to add to the list by all means, let us know. We we will we may co-sign with you or check them out and may say otherwise. But moving on from anime, uh, we're going into movies. So theatrical releases, as well as whatever's been released on the streaming services, Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, whatever. You know, you can get your hands on Fire Stick. Uh, you know, the the man was selling the DVDs at the at the laundromat. <laughs> yep, that's what you do. That's, that's where we buy it. <laughs> What's your top films uh, of 2020? Kareem? No, I got to start again. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm, I'm curious to hear yours. Alive, which is which is a, which was is streaming on um, Netflix. Okay. Um, it is the it's it's set in Korea, set in South Korea, and there's a virus that are turning people into zombies. <laughs> Oh, okay, so it's kind of like real world. So I see that there's a yeah. going on for you, Kay. Because <laughs> why not? Um, and then, uh, okay. And then my other really favorite was actually Jingle Jangle. It's so sweet and wholesome. And it's Black people. It's science. It's magic. It's everything. Mm. And I loved it. Like, it's a great way to end the year. You feel hopeful. You feel happy. And again, I believe it's like my streaming stuff, I guess, really hit me with like Netflix this year. But in terms of movie, of like best movies, because mm-hmm. those are my main two. Like I have others, but they're not like, oh, let me say, hey, you need to go out and watch these. Like, no. But I would definitely, because. Yeah, just those those two are like I guess my top my my top two movies. Yeah. And speaking of jingle jangle, I I'm not I thought I spoke with you before. I'm not sure if I did. Um did you ever see that scene with um Forrest Whitaker and his suitcase having the Wakanda sticker on it? I did. Like yo, I had to rewind it because I missed it, but I was like, wait, hold up, hold up. Cause it, cause by the time I saw it, someone else had already mentioned it. So I was like, I knew it was coming, but I was like, wait, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? But then I was like, so lost in everything else going on in the scene. I was like, wait, okay, rewind. <laughs> so cute. So see, Wakanda exists in this realm. <laughs> it exists. That's all that matters. Okay, Kareem, your your top three. Um. It, it, I think I, I had a number of movies that I enjoyed this year. Um, the fact that we were limited to um, what day I see released based on the pandemic um, and what I knew I was not going to go see or, you know, just mm-hmm. so many other things being in the forefront. Um, that I do have a number of movies on here that even if they're not my top three, um, I think there's at least a notable mention. Um, so I have to put Bad Boy for Life in my top movies this year. Um, really? I yeah. That even came out. Exactly. And so that's the thing is, it's it's one of the 
few movies that I actually saw in the movie theater this year. Um, so that experience with the 4D and, you know, a little water and the movement, um, it was a fun experience. So that's why I'm putting Bad Boys for Life um, in the top movies. Um, I would also have to say Extraction on Netflix. Um, that was a hell of a ride. And I'm, I hope that they, they don't take too long to come out with the sequel. Um, the third movie is a, a little bit harder to pick. Um, because there are so many good movies that I saw. Some of them I can't even remember right now. Um, but I was thinking Black Box on Amazon. That was excellent. Um, the Five Bloods on Netflix. That was also excellent. Um, I enjoyed Tenet. Um, so I have that in, you know, competing for my top three this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think uh, it was it was held back just a little bit. Um, because I think it got a little sidetracked um, along the way, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Tenet. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Black Box, though, and I'm actually surprised by your choice of Bad Boys for Life. I didn't think that was, well, granted, we were limited on a number of uh, theatrical releases, but I didn't think that was, like, one of the best movies of 2020. Yeah, and that's probably because I don't, it's harder for me to watch original movies on streaming services for this year. It was pretty hard for me to watch. It's like mm-hmm. a series, it may sound weird. A series I know is, you know, it can be 10, 13 hours, depending on the number of episodes. And the movie is only two. Um, but I find it a little bit more difficult to, to sometimes watch original movies unless I know it's going to be good or something I was looking forward to. Um, so there's just a lot of movies that um, I ended up just not watching this year. Uh, because there were so many series I wanted to catch up on. Gotcha. All right. So my list, um, I didn't actually get three. Um, my top movie, uh, think I was thinking back to what I saw theatrically, uh, and, and well, uh, would have been My Hero Academia, uh, Heroes Rising. I think that was probably one of the last films I saw in the theaters before um, uh, before the pandemic hit, and there, you know, all theaters in New York City were closed down. Uh, and to me, it was it was just a, a good anime to watch on the big screen uh, to see De- Deku and uh, Bakugo using the all, one for all power together. Uh, something you didn't see in season one or two of uh, the televised version. I'm looking forward to the next films. I'm not sure what when it comes. I think it's 2021, but I'm not sure when in 2021. Um, I also like the Netflix uh, Chris Hemsworth movie Extraction. That was pretty good. Uh, they don't have enough. I mean, I saw Bad Boys for Life. I didn't think was that great for me. Um, I'm trying to think what was another movie this year that I saw that was like, oh, this is really good. Uh, I think I'm just going to stick with these two. Those are my, my top two movies of, of 2020. Mm. What about your worst? Uh, my worst, uh, shout out to Justin from uh, Cashmere Thoughts Polyester Pockets uh, for putting us on to New Mutants. <laughs> he, he, he sacrificed himself for us so we can all survive by watching this um, uh, cluster of a movie. Um, so New Mutants is on my list of worst movies. Um, also, Wonder Woman 84. After seeing that all through HBO Max uh, yesterday, that has to be on my... Uh, there's no way I could not have a worst 2020 uh, movie list without adding Wonder Woman um, on there. It, so much to go through as far as what went bad. We may have to just make a separate podcast for that. Um, third movie, 
I know Kay and I were debating it, but I would say um, Birds of Prey. I'm going to go with Birds of Prey is another bad movie. I don't know if it was DC, uh, DC's problem, but it, Birds of Prey wasn't that good to me. Um, and so I would put list Birds of Prey as being my uh, third worst movie of 2020. Mm. Okay. See, like, <laughs> Here I we like go. Birds of Prey. Like, I don't feel like it was, again, I don't feel like it was trying to be something overly dramatic or it was just, it was just like, it, it knew it was a funny movie. It knew it wasn't trying to take itself too serious. But again, as we as we as we learned, I like bad stuff, so <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. I just kind of liked it. Like I like that's something like I've watched more than two times. I haven't paid to watch it, but like I've seen it on TV, and I was like, like, oh, it's on. I'm gonna go watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe so what's your be- list of worst movies then? Um, I actually. <laughs> Oh, I, I would say I, I I somewhat enjoyed Birds of Prey, um, but I was I was also disappointed, and I, I think it I think it may be a DC thing um, when it comes to movies where it it seems like um, it it this it, it may be a, a very bad analogy, um, but it's like it's like someone has a, a relation you're in a relationship with someone and you like them but you don't want people to know. Because you're embarrassed about it publicly. It's like DC has a relationship with their comic book characters, but they don't want people to really know. You know, they, they don't want to. They don't want to be proud of the comic book relationship that they have with their characters. Whereas Marvel, for example, they want everybody to know. They're like, you may not have never heard of this character, but I know you're gonna love it. Um, and I think DC, that's that's what causes a problem with some of their movies because Birds of Prey, for example. It was annoying me that, you know, they don't they don't take their characters seriously in the sense of yes, it's a comic book character, but this is a comic book movie. You're gonna enjoy it um, because then you would end up with things like you have some of the best fighters in the DC universe struggling to beat up a group of regular dudes. Um, when when one of those characters could have taken out all of those dudes by themselves, so it's things like that that bothers me. Um, and I ended up feeling like it should have just been a movie for Harley Quinn as opposed to everybody else. Um, because, But they didn't have confidence in doing a Harley movie. Um, so I wouldn't list Birds of Prey as one of my worst movies, but I, I completely understand um, the sentiment. Um, New Mutants is one. <laughs> That's self-explanatory. Um, <laughs> Ava is actually another one. Um, what movie? Ava. What's that? It's a, a movie. It's, it's on Netflix now for free. Uh, but it's your typical, um, you know, female hitman movie. Um, oh, um, I think it was like the like a, a knockoff of like uh, Atomic Blonde or the other one with um, the chick from uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, and the, and the thing is, I, I really like um, Jessica Chastain. Um, so I was looking forward to seeing this movie. I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna be free soon. I want to check it out. Um, but it it was it was very confusing um, what they chose to do with the story and with the character. So it, she's basically a, a, a hit person, a hit woman, but she's also an alcoholic. <laughs> so it becomes very interesting <laughs> because she's an alcoholic and it, it digresses a lot into her own personal drama. And it's like, okay, I, I understand that. It, it's, it's the line of work. It can get to you. 
but then the organization itself was a, a you know a screw up organization as well. Um, and then the story just complete went completely off the rails where you ended up just waiting for it to end. Um, so it was a, just a very weird choice of, of characters um, development for that movie. Um, for the third movie, um, I am going to put Wonder Woman. And uh, I say that because even though I, I enjoyed Wonder Woman to a very small extent, like I don't think it was the worst movie ever. Um, I don't even think it was technically one of the three worst movies of, of the year. Um, but I think based off of the potential in this movie and what it at least should have been, that it, this movie, in my opinion, was a failure, uh, not because it was just a bad movie um, or it just, you know, it, the story wasn't enjoyable, but because it was very problematic um, as well. And I do think we need to have a, a separate conversation about Wonder Woman to explore all of those aspects of, of why it's so problematic. Um, but again, I think it's the same issue where um, DC is, a, is, is just they don't have the respect that they shared for their own characters or Warner Brothers, whoever is responsible for it. They don't have that. Um, and it seemed like this movie actually didn't want people to... Um, understand what really went what occurred in the movie and to like wonder woman um which is very frustrating you have wonder woman's most iconic villain and she ends up basically making a cameo in the movie it, it's just it was very weird it was very weird choices in this movie okay okay so my list i had to I, it's a long list but I, I i i did drop it down to three um one fantasy island as a person who is like a fan of the show, it it's not like it was hard. No, it, I like bad movies. I really do like bad movies. But this movie just it didn't know what it wanted to do, and whatever, and it just so it didn't it did not make it successful. It could like I like the fact of hey, we're going with a darker version of Fantasy Island. Perfect, that's great. But I still felt like, but you didn't pull this off either. Why didn't you pull this off? A dark fantasy island should have been easy to pull off. And you still failed at that. But that was my fault because I watched it. I shouldn't have watched it. Um, another movie, and I, I almost feel bad about putting this on there because it's not that it's a horrible movie. It's just that it was predictable. And I was like, okay. Antebellum. I don't know if I'm the only person that watched this. Yeah, but I ended up watching it, and more like less than thirty minutes in, I already knew what the twist was. I already like okay, so no one's gonna watch this. We don't care. So essentially, basically, she was kidnapped and taken to a taken to a reenact a a reenactment of the antebellum slave days in the war in the Civil War reenactment. But they're pushed, but they're put so far on this acreage in the back that people like so like when people first come there, they just see like the regular reenactments of the war and the fighting and the blah blah blah. But they never see the people all the way in the back, like miles further back in, where they are actually made to be slaves. And it's just like, oh, okay. Um. I hate to say this, but uh, a cartoon did it better. 
I'm not going to say which cartoon, but a cartoon did it better where dude had an island and he had people and they were living there like it was still slave time and you couldn't get off. So, like, again, it could have been better. I get what they were going for. It's just the execution was shitty. That's fair enough. And I kind of feel that way about a lot of about hit th- that particular person's movies like I don't want to say they're overhyped but they kind of are like this could have been really well done but it wasn't and then so just because I I feel bad about putting this on there too Dude. Project Power mm-hmm. <laughs> because he can <laughs> Put movies on there. You can put certain movies on there. So don't don't feel bad about it. I do feel like I feel bad because I'm just like like these like I thought that these had such a great premise, and you failed me. (laughs) I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm asking for a lot for a movie to just not be not 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 to fail me. Like not like just let it be good. Let it be halfway decent. I can't even call this halfway decent. No, I guess it was halfway decent. People seem to enjoy it. I wasn't people. I just really there was so much more that this could have been but it wasn't and it should be um, one of my honor, honorable mentions though mm-hmm. was Bloodshot as far as worst movies? yeah <laughs> I, 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 I remembered it when I was compiling my list and then I was like whatever man I had so many other worst movies I was like that's <laughs> I'm not even gonna bother with this one. It's a Ben Diesel movie. It's like it's to be expected, <laughs> right? And that's the thing. Like, like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't really put it there because I'm like, I'm not watching it for like that. But I'm like, this again, it could have been good. And it's not that it was bad. It just like, it felt like it just like missed a few. Like it was like it just missed a beat or two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just I wanted, it, I wanted it to be better because I like Valiant. And I like the idea. Like I like the title. I mean, it, it just yeah, it just felt like it. Like it just it was behind. It just something. It just something just didn't click with it. <sighs> so where are we at now? <laughs> <laughs> we we are. Uh, we've just left the theaters. We're now heading to television. So this would include TV series uh, as well uh, on regular television as well as streaming services. What were some of your best um, uh, TV series, uh, Kareem? This one is it. This I, I was trying to figure out how to um, compile this list mm-hmm. uh, because I have a, a lot of TV shows that um, I enjoyed this year. Um, this is one of the reasons why my my movie consumption went down because I was more into the, the TV shows. Um, so I, I try to just narrow it down to. Uh, Types of shows that we talk about um, oh. on this on this podcast. Um, oh darn! Then I should pull off some. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, you can keep whatever you want because I have a lot of I have a lot of shows. Um, so the Mandalorian is clearly one of my my favorite shows for this mm-hmm. year. Um, that's that's without question. We we talk about that all the time on this podcast. So I don't need to explain why um, I'm enjoying this show. Um, Star Trek Discovery is is easily one of my favorite shows um every episode is is incredible um it, it's top-notch tv um, even though i'm enjoying 
um, other shows on CBS All Access. If the only show I watched on there was Star Trek, it would be worth the course to me. Um, that's how good this show is to me. Um, the the third TV show um, is Dark on Netflix. Uh, it is it, very convoluted, uh, but the way that this the series ended, I think it it it, it made the journey worthwhile, and it was different. Um, so Dark. Mandalorian and Star Trek Discovery were my favorite shows for this year. Um, but then there's also a ton of other shows that I enjoy, like Insecure, The Undoing, um, Alice in Borderland. I mean, there's, there's too many shows to, to count, but again, some of that is just based off of consuming it this year because we didn't go anywhere else pretty much. So my list would be almost endless. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah watch definitely a lot of stuff. But I, I think for me, there was a lot of stuff that I watched this year that was just more or less. I had now I have time. I'm catching up on stuff that came out last year. Like, you know, I, like I watched Travelers that came out uh, 2019. Um, actually, several years before that because I, I we I never seen any of the seasons before, so I, I caught up on on some of that stuff as well. Um, but yeah, now that it was a little di- difficult to try to whittle down the list of uh, series that I've watched and enjoyed just for 2020. Uh, but my list would have been uh, Best TV, Mandalorian. I, I definitely enjoyed, uh, even though most of the episodes this year or was uh, this season was felt like just uh, big fillers. Uh, I still enjoyed the series. Um, uh, Lovecraft Country. Uh, it was it was a it was entertaining. Um, I wouldn't say it was fun because it still had a dark premise to it. Um, it, it was totally fun. Yeah, well, depending upon, depending upon which way you look at it. <laughs> and, uh, revisiting the Tulsa Massacre didn't seem like fun, um, but I, I did enjoy the Lovecraft Country series. I, I was having having trouble trying to figure out a, a, you know, a third uh, series that I enjoyed. I mean, there's a handful of series on Netflix and some other streaming services that I, I did enjoy. I did like Alice in Borderlands. Um, I, I did like uh, the, uh, this, I guess it's a, more of a timepiece, like the uh, Rome, um, Roman Empire when they're fighting the uh, Germans or um, uh, I think that was called Barbarians, I think was on Netflix. I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty yeah. decent show as well. Um, what I did, I, that's another 2019. I'm thinking again, something that came out this year. I was going to say, um, uh, Money Heist, but that was, I think that was 2019 that it came out, uh, the, the third season. Um, so that would be my my three choices there would have been Mandalorian, Lovecraft, and probably um, Alice in Borderlands. Okay. So, I, I yeah, my, my TV show, a.k.a. streaming services list, was ridiculously long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculously long. So I tried to like choose something like from like each like TV and then like a streaming, um, and they're not necessarily things that we would have reviewed, uh, but definitely Alice in Borderlands because that show <laughs> I can't wait for season two. I needed to hurry up and come out, and it's rare that I find a Japanese TV show that I genuinely like. Like anime, one thing, but Japanese TV shows and me are so hit and miss. Like I'm definitely more of a Korean TV show kind of person than a um a, a Japanese TV show kind of person. But like or Alice in Borderlands, 
pretty awesome. And it's funny because I took it took me way too long to realize that dude's name was Adisu. I was like, oh, he's Alice. Duh. No. So duh. I, I figured he was Alice, but I was trying to figure out what the, the borderlands, like why is it borderlands? So I think it's I think it's borderlands because like each section is kind of like cordoned off. And if you know like the lay of the land of like Tokyo, like there's a section like so like there's the border of Harajuku, there's the border of Shibuya, there's the border of um, Kabuki show where do yo that bar scene though? Um, so <laughs> it's kind of interesting, and I was just like, Oh, and it was funny because, like, as they were going to places, like in the very beginning of the show, when they're in Shibuya, and I was like, Oh, y'all are gonna go drink. There's a bar if you go straight past the matter, the 109 building, go to like the right, there's a bar right there. If you go to the left and you go up the street, there's I was like, Yeah, okay, I remember all these things, and damn it, I was supposed to be in Japan this year. <laughs> So that's what I kind of like. I both loved it and hated it because I was like, all the places I was supposed to be, all the things I was supposed to see this year. Okay, I'm sorry, that's enough. <laughs> so I really liked Alice in Borderlands. I also, okay, because I like TV, TV, and I know it's not something that we would normally review, but I there's there's a TV show called All Rise. And it's a, um, it's a, it's a legal, it's a legal drama. Uh, Simone Mystic is the judge, and I'm just like, I'm just, like, I am like obsessed with this show to the point where, like, again, it's one of those things where I tweet along and watch. So I really, really enjoy this show, and I like the fact that, like, before we went to, before we broke for COVID, it was very interesting. They they had a, a stop for COVID, but then they came back and they're including the whole COVID into their things, and I just think it's great. And they're including Dexter's own pregnancy in the, involved. So I thought it was really, I, I thought it was really nice. I think it's like a really good, solid TV show, and it's a like a drama, and it's like CBS. So, and again, I we know me, I love TV shows. Like I love something that comes on once a week and then i watch and then i'll <laughs> review and i watch like i'm such an episodic person so all rise was my other one was one of my other ones now i could not i have like okay let's be honest we know I, I watch a lot of tv so i couldn't be sure if i wanted to include city of angels as a good show or a bad show or if i wanted to include doctor who mainly because of the joe martin moment so i guess maybe we're gonna go with that we're gonna go with uh city of angels but it's also like a good thing and a bad thing because i enjoyed it but then it got canceled so just like (laughs) how great is it if it got canceled i'm like but i really really enjoyed the show but i'm like it got canceled so it's one of those things we're just like i don't know can i choose that as a good show if it got canceled (laughs) even though i enjoyed it but yeah, those are like those are like my top um, shows that started in 2020. Like where I like I could say I watched the bulk of it in 2020 versus like I watched some of it in 2019. But yeah. Okay. How surprised someone mentioned Umbrella Academy or The Boys or any of those shows? I still don't. Okay, so we're not gonna like me then because I put The Boys as on my worst list. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. One, I totally I forgot about the like voice. Um, I I enjoyed the se- I enjoyed season two, uh, more so than I did in season one, only because you got to see different, um, you got to see some new soups and stuff. Um, I forgot about it. honestly, I forgot about the boys. 
Um, I forgot about the other one as well, but they're great. But I mean, I was, I guess it's because I, Mandalorian was still, still, is still fresh in my head. So I'm you no know, thinking about that. Um, but it's definitely not on my worst list. I'm, I'm now I'm curious to see why you put, put them on your worst list. Okay. Cause I really can't get into the show. Why? I'm sorry. Like I have tried. I have what DC tried. Should, it, it strives to be. <sighs> it's just, but it's, I like, I really just like I've tried. I have tried so many times to get into this stupid show, and I can't. I don't know what it is, but it's just something about it. Like even watching the girl get her ass stumped, it just is. It like I'm like okay, so like I there's nothing vested in me to watch this show, and I just like I tried. I really, really, really tried to give the boys my attention, and it just failed. I don't know what it is like on paper I should really be attracted to this show but Mm -hmm. then I sit down and watch it and I'm like I don't care one bit what happens okay I know it's probably wrong but I'm just like I don't I don't and it's kind of like how I feel okay so that's on my show and I feel bad because it's about to be another another stream show Hellstrom well, that, that was canceled, so I didn't even bother putting that on my list. Okay, well, so, yeah, like, Hellstrom was, like, my bad <laughs> show as well, and only because it could have been good, like, had the ending, like, had where they ended the show been the start of the show, mm-hmm. I would have had that as my favorite, like, this would be my favorite show. Everything that led up to the end in season one was unnecessary. It should have started, like, with the last two or three episodes and then you could have given us all the other crap as a buildup, like as a as a backstory in the next season. Like whoever did this did it wrong. I get. I don't. I don't know what they were. Tra- I get. No, they're trying to give us the history, but where it ended is how it should have started. And then I think more people. It, I don't think it would have been canceled if they started there. I think more people would have enjoyed it a whole lot better. Um, but yeah, and. Uh, then my other show, it's not a, it's not, I hate it. It's not a bad show. It's actually a good show, but I don't like it because I don't understand what happened. <laughs> I, sure it, it's, it's called Sweet Home. It's on, it's on Netflix. It's Korean. Um, again, it's zombies. It's monsters. Um, something happens where people's wishes turn them into monsters like their inner demons kind of come out mm-hmm. and this one okay just 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 the end so we get this there some demons still ret- retain like some some of them, some 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 of them are still good they're still not out to try to hurt people like one was like this weird green goo creature and it saved this little boy but then the people later around turned around and burned it to death like y'all are a-holes it literally saved this boy from these men that just rolled up in your place and was shooting y'all and killing y'all. But okay, let's kill that. The one thing that's actually being helpful. Unlike the giant creature that like ripped the dude with the long tongue apart and beat the crap out of him. Like, okay. But then there's this one guy. It's, there's the main character. I'm not going to tell you who he is. But then there's, a, a, there's another character who looks, for the most part, human. But he can take on the form of somebody else. Generally, like, I guess, a recently dead. And so that's how it ends with the good guy kid, who's a, who's a zombie, 
but he can retain himself, control himself. And then the other dude, and who took on the form of this really attractive uh, Korean actor. But that's neither here nor there. So it's not that it's a bad show. It's just like I'm bad because there's so much that I don't understand. Gotcha. And it's really, it's really effing dark though. Like, chick gets kicked in. She's trying to fight for her life. She gets kicked in the stomach, and she's pregnant. You're just like, oh, we 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 did one is <laughs> we shooting old women in the head. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, like they like Zombieland. No, you got to double tap. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but still, like this, like if you watch it. <sighs> It's, it's it's dark. <laughs> Even for me, it's dark. But I can't. I can't lie. I, I watched every episode. But it was just like uh, th- this is really dark. This is so freaking dark. But yeah. Um. What's Kareem? What's your bad three or if, or bad two or bad ten? <laughs> what are your bad TV shows? Um. Well, I I wanna I wanna make a correction to um my best movies this year. Okay. And I want to add Soul to it. What's Soul? Soul. Oh, this came out. Um, I still haven't seen that. Plus, so I, I have to add that to it, but I won't. I won't elaborate. But that is um, one of my favorite movies this year. Okay. So back to um, worst TV shows. Um, I saw a lot of bad TV this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, one one show I would say is The Outsider. Um, and I would say that's uh, one of my worst TV shows because I, I'm one of those people who say, well, it's not like the book. Um, and, and in this case, it really isn't like the book. Um, and, but I have an issue with the changes that they made um, to the book because some of it, it was less creepy as a result. Some of it was just downright confusing. Some of it was unnecessary. But I think it was also the timing of it. Um, so there was a, a comment that, that Stephen King made um, early in the year regarding um, diversity yeah. and creativity. Yes. Um, and he yes. made a comment along the lines of, um, I, I'm just paraphrasing it, but it's basically in terms of um, the belief that force and diversity could, could impact art in a very negative way. Um, and it's dealt with in terms of adding characters who are diverse to stories, you know, scripts, movies, so on and so forth. Um, and I, I found it very hypocritical with The Outsider, considering that they added a number of white male characters who were completely unnecessary to the story, um, where there was literally one scene where it was just a bunch of white men sitting around talking to each other, and none of that happened in the book. Um, so in terms of art, what was the explanation for making that happen? Um, so things like that would annoy me when I would watch it because I know that it was it did not happen in the book and it was better in the book and the show made it make no sense whatsoever. So what was the justification for it? So this is why outside the outside of one of um, the worst shows that I saw this year um, because of all those aspects of it combined. Um, Warrior Nun on Netflix is another one. <laughs> And I, I actually want to see a season two, which may sound weird if I have it on the list of <laughs> um, worst TV shows. Um, mm-hmm. But it's because I enjoy the premise of it. Um, I actually like the characters. I just think they, 
I just don't like when shows have a character who has all of these powers, but they never make them train. Um, they never make them utilize it throughout the entire series. Um, and to me, it felt like they were pretty much dragging everything so that they could leave it at a cliffhanger in order to have a season two, as opposed to making stuff happen in season one and then just building on for a season two if the source material provided for that. But it was basically a bunch of, um, you know, this, this girl who had these powers based off of a halo being put in her back. She pretty much spent the entire first season chasing behind a boy that she just met. Um, and he, as far as I could see, hopefully he doesn't come back in season two, ended up not even mattering for the second half of the season. So um, I was disappointed in it, but I am looking forward to season two because uh, hopefully they get it right. Um, and the last one I would put is, even though it's a comedy, I would put Space Force. Um, it was just a, a complete disappointment. I saw like maybe a couple of episodes and I, we had to stop it. Um, because it, it, I, I couldn't understand the tone of it. Um, I didn't know if it was supposed to be, um, if the character was supposed to be taken seriously or if it was tongue in cheek. Um, and considering how crazy things are in the world and, you know, especially with the Trump administration, uh, some of the, the, the lesser jokes, it was like, ah, reality is stranger than fiction. Um, so I would think Space Force, Force had just completely missed the mark. Uh, because it, it it seemed like the character didn't fit in the type of story that the show was about. Okay. Uh, well, I, I thought Space Force was, was I felt like I was watching The Office kind of thing. I mean, because of the, of the actor, the main character is was also Michael Scott in, in uh, The Office. That's why I felt like watching. So I, it was um, weird comedy, and not all of it was funny. Um I'm actually surprised that you put um, uh, uh, Warrior Nun on the list, as well as um, well. I just it did take a while to to get to where it needed to go. Um, it definitely took a while to get where it needed to go, it's, especially um, with her training. I didn't even think about that with her training. I, I thought they, no, I think they they tried to train her. Like she was like, "This is not for me," and she wanted to quit. And some you know, the, the typical yeah. antagonist. This this I'm, I'm not ready to be the chosen one. Pick someone else, and they keep. Wanting her to be the chosen one, yeah. right? The other one was the outsider. Now you didn't like it. Would you go back and watch the second season? I think they said they're going to work on uh, creating a second season of it. Uh, I, I really, it, it depends. I have no interest in the second season. Mm -hmm. um, to be honest with you, uh, part of it is: it, can the second season be much better than the first? Absolutely, um, because it, it pretty much covered the book. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of where it started and where it ended. Um, but in terms of the character in the book, the main character, uh, one of the, the, an individual who ended up being the main character, uh, what is her name again? Um, she actually appears in a number of other Stephen King books. Um, and I, I think that she's an excellent character. I think the series turned her into a, 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 I didn't recognize the character in the first season. Um, but if they they go back to the roots of the character based off of how they are in the book, um, I would be interested in it as well. Oh, you mean the um, the Holly Gibney character? Yes, she, she's. I enjoy her in the books. Um, I did not enjoy her in season one. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I remember the quote, the um quote from Stephen King. Because I was like, mm. well, it was. Yeah, I would never consider diversity in matters of art only quality. It seems to me that to do otherwise would be wrong. I'm just like, really, <laughs> really, you, sir, should probably shut the hell up. Uh, and I, this is coming from a person who has been a lifelong Stephen King fan. I was just like, oh, dude. Why do people tweet at all? And I have to admit, I like you. I started giving his work the side eye, and I'm like, because I haven't read the book. And the funny thing is, I bought the book after this, like before the show came, short before the show finished. I bought the book. I have yet to read it. I'm like, I don't even want to give my time to it because of literally what he said <laughs> and I'm like because I remember you saying that it was actually a good book and I'm like I can't wait to read this and then he said that and I'm like <laughs> so it's kind of like the, the show stripped the diversity out of it uh, um, yeah. and, and, and added more you know straight white male characters and they added nothing to the story and they actually took away certain aspects that were important in the book so again <laughs> it just it just exposes the the fallacy in his statement, right? Oh, okay, I just yeah, I was so annoyed. Hanif, what are your uh, top three TV uh, disasters? Uh, TV yeah. disasters would be uh, <laughs> would be uh, Haunting of Blind Manor on Netflix. That I didn't really care for that. That was um, slow and plotting, uh, pretty much like a ghost love story kind of thing. Uh, which to me wasn't as entertaining as the haunting um, uh, on Hill House, the Hill, Hill whatever. Basically, the, no, it's not even a prequel. It's just some of the actors and actresses from the original, uh, from the original is, is in this one. I'm not, I believe it's written by the same author. Um, didn't really care for that. Uh, also, Netflix was Penny. No, not Netflix. Also on television was Penny Dreadful City of Angels. I want to punch you, but okay. I did not like that in comparison to Penny Dreadful, the original uh, Showtime or um, uh, series. It just, I just, I just didn't enjoy it. Um, I mean, you, you have the actress who played Marjorie Tyrell from Game of Thrones. She's playing like three different characters, and I'm guessing because she's some kind of deity or demigod that no one can recognize her face when she's talking yeah. to them. Um, I guess similar to Chris Pine's character in Wonder Woman, where no one can, like, no one recognizes it, it. What we see is just the actress portraying another person, but it's actually some whatever. Like, she, she was a, a white woman play, uh, portraying a, a Chicano, uh, or I guess she was just a white girl who was um, uh, embedded with the uh, the Mexican Latin Latin Americans inside of the um, that part of Southern California. It, it was. I didn't enjoy that the the um the series. So I'm, I'm listing that those two as my worst of 2020. Um, yeah, those are the worst two series that I've watched in 2020. I didn't even bother going further into my memory bank to try to figure out what other crap shows, uh, crap TV series that I've watched to add onto that list. Okay. Well, you should, well, yes, then you're happy then, because uh, Penny Dreadful didn't get renewed. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard it wasn't renewed. I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> the way it ended, I was like, yeah, it, it honestly didn't feel like it needed to have a second season. Like they could do a second season, but really, that doesn't need to. Um, 
yeah, I, I was happy with that. That's one one of few times you're happy with the series not being picked up for for another season. Wow, man, and I like I really genuinely liked it. I mean, the whole fact that no one noticed her, I just did the same thing. Like I picked it on the fact that she's embodying these this spirit, but no one mm-hmm. can visually see the difference. But yeah, fine, fine. All right, so this is uh, so we we did anime, we've done movies, we've done television, and we're moving towards gaming. Gaming! <laughs> Which I can't speak anything about, so. Kareem, what was your top <laughs> gaming? Uh, this is the hardest one for me, because I love, I love gaming. Um, but I, I, I tried. So, the top three video games for this year, to me, um, that I played and finished um, Half Life Alex is one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was it was my most anticipated game of the year, and it it lived up to the hype. Um, and it was everything that I ever imagined <laughs> VR could be, and also another Half Life games could be. Um, so that's easily one of my top three favorite games. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. That's on the list as well uh, for reasons that we discussed previously. Uh, it is just an, an incredible achievement. Um, and I, I love being the character. I love uh, exploring the world. Um, and it's extremely memorable. For the, the third game, it, it's a tough list. Uh, and I'm going to go with um, Miles Morales. And I, I'm going with Miles Morales because I know what Hanifa is going to say about it. <laughs> um, and I, you know, so there's other games such as like Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Um, but I was like, you know, it, it's not really a new game. Um, and I, I played the game so many times uh, in the past. Um, and it, it's also not complete yet. Uh, so I didn't want to put it on the list when it's, it's a game that even though I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, it really didn't come out this year. It's just, it's, it's a remake. Um, but I'm, I'm picking Miles Morales because of um, of everything that that it, it the story meant um, and the character meant um, to have as someone that you can control in in, in New York City, um, and also that it was uh, one of the flagship games for the PS5 coming out. Um, and I, I just think that it's it's, it's impossible to ignore. Um, the impact that that game had, even though it, it may end up being short-lived. So okay. those are my top three games. Okay. All right. My list, I agree with you on a lot of those. Um, uh, for mine, I've top uh, games of 2020 was Ghost of Tsushima as well. I uh, love it. Uh, visually, it's a, a, a beautiful game. I'm wondering what it would look like on the... Um, PS5, if there's any graphical differences or anything like that. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, I did enjoy it uh, on my best of. I also added Animal Crossing, New Horizons. That's a good, that's, well, it's not as action-packed as the other two games we mentioned, but it's a great time uh, waster. Uh, if you have this Nintendo Switch or Switch Lite to uh, play while waiting for your vaccine shot. <laughs> um, so those are my top three games for 2020. So, Kareem, what's your uh, bottom three or uh, worst games of 2020? Um, so, I, w- I would 
I have to put Avengers um, as one of those games, mm-hmm. um, even though it, it's a game that I I enjoy playing, um, and it's a game that I did revisit when they added the new character, um, Kate Bishop, um, and I, I do intend on on finishing um, her campaign mode, uh, but I'm, I'm adding it to the, the to the worst uh, game because it's it, it, it's like something that. Um, that it, it tastes good, but it, it leaves a, you know, when you're eating it, but it leaves you that it has a very bad aftertaste. Mm. Um, and so Avengers to me, it seemed like it, it has so much potential. Um, the characters are fun to use individually. But the problem is that when you put all the pieces together, including the characters in the world that was created, um, it just, to me, it, it reeks of a money grab. And and at a certain point, to me, that's unacceptable, um, because it, it's it's it, it, it's now I know that there are a lot of games out here where there's a, a ton of ways that they try to make money off of of players, um, but it seemed like they stopped developing the game for what it should have been, and this and thought how can we make as much money as possible off the even the smallest aspect of gameplay, and then that's what they ended up with as the final product. Um, so it, to me, it, it's one of the biggest disappointments of the year, um, and hopefully they they continue to improve the game um, because it is something that I do like to to play from time to time. But it, it still feels incomplete. Uh, the second game I would add would be it's actually a mobile game, um, and it's called Elder Scrolls Blades. Um, mm-hmm. I'm adding this game to the list because this is a game that's another. Uh, blatant money grab. Uh, so when it was first being, when it was first announced a couple of years ago, it was, oh, you're going to have the ability to play an Elder Scrolls game on your phone, on the go. Um, and even though it did have that feel to it, uh, all the limitations that they added to the game, it just reeked of microtransactions um, to the point where it's just, it's, it was just not fun to play anymore. And you can't even buy the game in order to avoid all of the little money transactions that they had. And and I, I have not played the game in, in a very long time. Uh, but that's the, the second game that I would add to the list. Um, I, I do not have a third game as of now. <laughs> as of now. Yeah. But no, no cyberpunk or anything like that. So actually, I love cyberpunk. I'm just not adding it to my best games this year because I haven't finished it yet. Okay. Am I, uh, you, well, you already know most of my worst games. So <laughs> hold on, buckle up. Um, uh, Avengers, I, we, we both played it probably around the same time. I think you've actually went further ahead in the game before I gave up uh, pretty much earlier in, in the uh, game. I think I unlocked the bait, the, I guess, all of the base level Avengers. I didn't, get, I didn't even go back to download the content for the uh, Kate Bishop and anything like that. It felt like um, entry level destiny, without the fun of, or the, um, the the wonderment of what destiny actually was, like destiny one, destiny two, um, like playing those same missions or just now using a different character, Hulk as, instead of Iron Man or Black Widow to play this same level, same arena, if you will, but just t- telling you to do something differently. It just I, I couldn't. Yeah tolerate doing that for so much and then you add in the microtransactions is 
if you want more of these gems or, or I forgot what the things were called, Avenger points or whatever have you to either get the new skins or uh, to get more experience points for the character, you can purchase these things to, to load up inside the uh, helicarrion. I don't, if you have a whole, if you have a game that has, it's chock full of um, microtransactions, it's a quick way for me not to continue playing the game. Or I'll muddle through as far as I can with whatever I can get for free in the game. Um, so Avengers was one of my worst games of 2020. And I learned a lesson that if I see it at Comic-Con, I have to play it at Comic-Con, not so, and, and probably more than once in order to really get a, a better appreciation of the game, because there's been a few games I've played at these conventions that don't live up to the hype once you get them at home. And another one on that list is Predator Hunting Grounds. It was a big line. It was a big, you know, setup at, at Comic-Con in New York City. Uh, this past Octo uh, October 2019, uh, when they first were advertising for the game, it had you no know, had you no know, um, super long line. You can play as the uh, predator, which is I mean, amazing. You can play as the the you know uh, Navy, the Marines that go in the, into the jungle to take out those uh, the, I don't know even know who they were. Just like every mission with a different group of uh, uh, bad guys or something. The graphics were mm, mediocre. Um, and to me, like the Predator, which uh, just like the movies is super overpowered, but somehow if you play as a Predator, you can still get wiped out pretty quickly, um, even by uh, the, the the computer AI. Uh, Telltale sign of the game is kind of weak, as if it's less than the normal traditional fifty nine ninety nine or sixty nine ninety nine. I think the game was thirty nine ninety nine. That should have gave me a pause when I picked it up at Target, but I was like, oh, this is you no, know, it's a Predator game. It must be on sale. I'll let me go pick it up. I think I played it um, one day, uh, probably if I'd be lying saying if it was more than three hours I played it before I, I put it down. It's somewhere in my house. I, I yeah. Um, third, I know it's, I say worst, but it's 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 still on my best list. I would say Spider-Man Miles Morales is the worst mm -hmm. game of one of the worst games of 2020, and I say that because. Um, it felt like it's a uh, almost like a bait and switch. Like you think you're going to get a full game similar to uh, Spider-Man that came out on PlayStation Four uh, years ago, uh, where it's a full full-on game. You have the whole island of Manhattan. You have multiple. I think you have the whole Sinister Six that you're fighting at, at, at different points in the in the game. Uh, this game, Miles Morales, it was clear that it's a, a DLC that they packaged as a, um, a full-on release just in time for the PlayStation Five. Uh, so the parts of it that I don't like is one that it's just, it's, the game is just too short. I was able to finish it twice uh, with platinum. Um, once I, I, I finished it in the, in the course of a weekend. So in under three days, I was able to finish it. And it wasn't like I was grinding from sunup to sundown. The game isn't that long. Um, the the mechanics and stuff is similar to the last game. So it didn't feel there weren't there were many parts of the game that didn't feel like I was playing anything different from the first Spider Man. Um, they did change the island of Manhattan around some, so you don't get as much of the landscape as, of Manhattan as you did in the previous uh, Spider-Man game. Um, there's there's less villains. Uh, you have the Tinkerer. You play the Rhino. You fight the Rhino twice. Uh, you have the Tinkerer's uh, crew, the Underground. You fight those people, um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, we don't really have. Um, an assortment of bad guys to take on. You have the the, the little VR missions that you can play, um, no, to to, upload, to level up your character. But I just felt the game was too short on uh, the length of the game as well as on content. 
Um, that, that's why I make it as as far as the worst. And they should have definitely gave, sold this game for under uh, forty nine or fifty nine dollars because of, for just the uh, brevity of, of how short the game was. So that, that's my worst game of twenty twenty: Spider Man Miles Morales. Mm. I, I do agree in that the game um, was very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was surprised at the the lack of um, boss battles. Um, you you kept pretty much fighting the same people over and over again. Um, yeah. But I did feel like the the gameplay itself and using him um, in the combat was unique um, with his abilities. Uh, but you're right; it, it was um, extremely short for a full price game. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that, and that's truly really why if it was a longer game or if it was even a, a discounted rate, I would probably say, okay, that's that's fine. That's, that's fine for me. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no iPhone games or Android games? The only Android, the only game I've been playing on my phone on a consistent basis is the freaking Harry Potter game because I lost freaking Pokemon Go. So, like, and it's not necessarily it's a great game. It's just I don't really feel like downloading anything else. I tried to do um, the mobile version of Honey, if your favorite your favorite game, the the pocket game for Nintendo Switch. Oh, uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, so it's like it's Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. But okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like, uh, do I really want to do this? <laughs> and I guess I know it's because realistically, like, at, like I'm still work. I still work every day. So, and I feel like this Animal Crossing game, you need to dedicate time to it. The Harry Potter game I've been playing for like the past two years, and I'm don't even, and I think I'm at year five now, because mm-hmm. I like I'm like whatever I pick it up I play it when I feel like it. But this Animal Crossing game I feel like they're like, like you need to get on and play every day to like move it forward, <laughs> and um, that's not me. <laughs> like like oh we have this time thing for you're supposed to play to get I forgot it was like it was something like for the holiday season. And I was like, oh, 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 I'm on the last day. Oops. Yeah. Now, will you get the uh, Harry Potter? Well, I guess when uh, when the Harry Potter game comes out for, uh, I think it's exclusive to PlayStation 5, I guess you're going to try to pick that up? Um, maybe. (sighs) Yeah, like, I'm hoping, okay. Honestly, Pete, I'm hoping that when things calm down a bit I will be able to choose do I want to get a PC gaming or do I want to get a PlayStation or do I want to get a Nintendo Switch I literally okay to be honest I did try to go get a Nintendo Switch before Christmas and then I realized I should have bought it in August when I saw it because trying to wait for November was damn near impossible I was stupid that was my bad so I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, now there's not going to be any available. And then, I mean, there'll probably be some available, like, starting now. Um, but I don't, I guess the gaming part, the only games that I really looked, like, I was looking forward to playing this year was actually the Miles Morales and the Ghost of Tsushima. That's it. So, like, I want to play, I still want to play those two games, and maybe, like, April, I'll buy a gaming system so I can then play, and then maybe I'll understand 
the joy of playing these games or the the disappointment in the fact that it's not a full-on game but for now i'm just gonna pop into harry potter once in a blue moon (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah so that's that's so will you consider getting the switch or switch light I still okay, so I still kind of want to get the switch, maybe the switch light, um, because I did. So when I would babysit my nephews, whatever, I don't care, I'm an adult. So what? <laughs> my nephews, who are seven and five, mm-hmm. decided they wanted to play with me um, the Mario, the Super Mario uh, Olympics, I guess, or whatever for the Switch. Um, in every game, they've beat me. They're seven and five. And they enjoy the fact that <laughs> they beat me on every game. And they're like, but Aunt Kim, it's so simple. I'm like, it is because y'all are playing these games. They're like, but it's so simple. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> I love y'all, but uh it's a little it's it's a little soul crushing to lose to a five a five year old and a seven year old. You just gotta slap the control out of his hand. That works every time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not how this should work. Like, no, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just take my, 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 my inability to play games and lose to children on a daily basis whenever I want. They're like, let's play, and I'm like, oh, don't you want to watch TV? No, let's play. I'm like, don't you want to watch TV? Don't you want to be on your iPad? Don't you want to do this? Don't you want to be on the like, No, let's play. I'm like, oh, okay. This is now coming to humiliate your aunt time. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I'm accepting. But yeah. So I kind of want, like, I almost really do want to get a Nintendo Switch just so, like, I can secretly learn how to play the games that they have. And then the next time I watch them, I beat them. Mm-hmm. So, but that's petty and childish. And I'm an adult and they're children. I shouldn't want to do that. Well, that's a lesson they got to learn in life. If you want to win, you got to get good at it. Yep. <laughs> Like that's not a lesson you teach a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. Like life lessons learned early. <laughs> Can't both of y'all. But yeah, so I might get. I think I still want to probably get the switch. Um, I assume again, probably like the like they might be available now at Target, um, or I might have to wait till like after the weekend, like next weekend. So then maybe people it'll still be it'll like it'll they'll be back in stock. But yeah, as for a gaming system, still not sure if I should get the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox. Oh, it depends on exclusives. I would say, uh, well, it also depends on the type of games you want to play. I'm probably going to get, well, I'm going to get both consoles, but I'm not in a rush. So I would say sometime end of the uh, second second quarter of 2021. Well, no, yeah. I'm not going back in time to 2020. Yes, you can. We're going <laughs> no, back. No, I know. That, this, this is the year that no, no time yeah, machine. You don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> never want to do that. I don't know. We don't know what 2021 will bring. So that's our list of favorites and worst of 2020. What's your favorites? Uh, tweet it to us on uh, Three Hokages podcast or send it to us on Instagram at Three Hokages. We're your hosts, Kay, Cream, and Honey. Have a good one. But let's get it.
No itch when I kick it, cause it's preordained. When I spray, pull a three hoke I gave. Beyond sight, think a night, maybe move all ways. It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage. Now we're tuned up the sound of the new world age. Book words more clever. The stakes is higher, the stakes is higher. Based on the day, it's wire. The culture ain't a case of day to day, a tiger. Nah, respect the frame, the bands is fire. Pay comments, we can speak about us. Pay comments, we can speak about us. Pay comments, we can speak about us.